Sermons 4 through 7. Commentary in the Gospel of Luke. Sermons 1 through 11 by Cyril of Alexandria. Translated by R. Payne Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sermon 4. 2. 25 through 35. The prophet Isaiah says, Beautiful are the feet of them that bring good tidings of good. And what could there be so sweet to learn as that God has saved the world by the mediation of the Son, in that he was made like unto us? For it is written, That there is one God and one mediator of God and men, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself a ransom for us. For of his own accord he descended to our poverty, that he might make us rich by our gaining what is his. Behold him, therefore, as one in our estate presented unto the Father, and obedient to the shadows of the law, offering sacrifice, moreover, according to what was customary. True, though it be, that these things were done by the instrumentality of his mother, according to the flesh. Was he then unrecognized by all at Jerusalem, and known to none dwelling there? How could this be the case? For God the Father had before proclaimed by the holy prophets that in due season the Son would be manifested to save them that were lost, and to give light to them that were in darkness. By one, too, of the holy prophets he said, My righteousness approacheth quickly, and my mercy to be revealed, and my salvation shall burn as a torch. But the mercy and righteousness is Christ for through him have we obtained mercy and righteousness having washed away our filthy vileness by faith that is in him and that which a torch going before them is to those in night and darkness this has christ become for those who are in mental gloom and darkness implanting in them the divine light for this reason also the blessed prophets prayed to be made partakers of his great grace, saying, Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. Christ, therefore, was carried into the temple, being yet a little child at the breast, and the blessed Simeon, being endowed with the grace of prophecy, takes him in his arms, and filled with the highest joy, blessed god and said lord now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all the nations the gentiles light for revelation and a glory of thy people israel for the mystery of Christ had been prepared even before the very foundation of the world, but was manifested in the last ages of time, and became a light for those who in darkness and error had fallen under the devil's hand. These were they who served the creation instead of the Creator, worshipping moreover the dragon, the author of evil and the impure throng of devils, to whom they attached the honor due unto God. Yet were they called by God the Father to the acknowledgment of the Son who is the true light. Of them in sooth he said by the voice of Isaiah, I will make signs unto them, 
and receive them, because I will ransom them, and they shall be multiplied, as they were many. And I will sow them among the nations, and they who are afar off shall remember me. For very many were they that were astray, but were called through Christ. And again they are many as they were before, for they have been received and ransomed, having obtained as the token of peace from God the Father, the adoption into his family, and the grace that is by faith in Jesus Christ. And the divine disciples were sown widely among the nations, and what is the consequence? Those who in disposition were far from God have been made near, to whom also the divine Paul sends an epistle, saying, Now ye who some time were afar off have been made near in the blood of Christ. And having been brought near, they make Christ their glorying. For again God the Father has said of them, And I will strengthen them in the Lord their God, and in his name shall they glory, saith the Lord. This also the blessed psalmist teaches, speaking as it were unto Christ the Saviour of all, and saying, Lord, they shall walk in the light of thy countenance, and in thy name shall they exalt all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted, for thou art the glorying of their strength. And we shall find also the prophet Jeremiah calling out unto God, lord my strength and my help and my refuge in the day of my evils to thee shall the heathen come from the end of the earth and say our fathers took unto themselves false idols in which there is no help christ therefore became the gentiles light for revelation but also for the glory of israel for even granting that some of them proved insolent and disobedient, and with minds void of understanding, yet is there a remnant saved, and admitted unto glory through Christ. And the first fruits of these were the divine disciples, the brightness of whose renown lightens the whole world. And in another sense, Christ is the glory of Israel. For he came of them according to the flesh, though he be God over all, and blessed for evermore. Amen. And Simeon blesseth also the Holy Virgin, as the handmaid of the divine counsel, and the instrument of the birth that submitted not itself to the laws of human nature. For being a virgin she brought forth, and that not by man, but by the power of the Holy Ghost having come upon her. And what does the prophet Simeon say of Christ? Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign that shall be spoken against. For the Emmanuel is set by God the Father for the foundations of Zion, being a stone elect, chief of the corner, and honorable. Those then that trusted in him were not ashamed, but those who were unbelieving and ignorant, and unable to perceive the mystery regarding him, fell and were broken in pieces. For God the Father again has somewhere said, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offence, 
and he that believeth on it shall not be ashamed but on whomsoever it shall fall it will winnow him but the prophet bade the israelites be secure saying sanctify the lord himself and he shall be thy fear and if thou trust upon him he shall be thy sanctification nor shall ye strike against him as on a stone of stumbling and a rock of offence because however israel did not sanctify the emmanuel who is lord and god nor was willing to trust in him having stumbled as upon a stone because of unbelief it was broken in pieces and fell but many rose again those namely who embraced faith in him for they changed from a legal to a spiritual service from having in them a slavish spirit they were enriched with that spirit which maketh free even the holy ghost they were made partakers of the divine nature they were counted worthy of the adoption of sons and live in hope of gaining the city that is above even the citizenship to wit the kingdom of heaven and by the sign that is spoken against he means the precious cross for as the most wise paul writes to the jews it is a stumbling-block and foolishness to the heathen and again to them that are perishing it is foolishness but to us who are being saved it is the power of god unto salvation the sign therefore is spoken against if to those that perish it seem to be folly while to those who acknowledge its power it is salvation and life and simeon further said to the holy virgin yea a sword shall go through thine own soul also meaning by the sword the pain which she suffered for christ in seeing him whom she brought forth crucified and not knowing at all that he would be more mighty than death and rise again from the grave nor mayest thou wonder that the virgin knew this not when we shall find even the holy apostles themselves with little faith thereupon for verily the blessed thomas had he not thrust his hands into his side after the resurrection and felt also the prints of the nails would have disbelieved the other disciples telling him that christ was risen and had showed himself unto them the very wise evangelist therefore for our benefit teaches us all things whatsoever the son when he was made flesh and consented to bear our poverty endured for our sakes and in our behalf that so we may glorify him as our redeemer as our lord as our saviour and our god by whom and with whom to god the father and the holy ghost be the glory and the power for ever and ever amen sermon five two forty through fifty two and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit being filled with wisdom and the grace of god was upon him and again but jesus increased in stature and wisdom and grace with god and men 
to say that the child grew and waxed strong in spirit being filled with wisdom and the grace of god was upon him must be taken as referring to his human nature and examine i pray you closely the profoundness of the dispensation the word endures to be born in human fashion although in his divine nature he has no beginning nor is subject to time he who as god is all perfect submits to bodily growth the incorporeal has limbs that advance to the ripeness of manhood he is filled with wisdom who is himself all wisdom and what say we to this behold by these things him who was in the form of the father made like unto us the rich in poverty the high in humiliation him said to receive whose is the fullness as god so thoroughly did god the word empty himself for what things are written of him as a man show the manner of the emptying for it were a thing impossible for the word begotten of god the father to admit aught like this into his own nature but when he became flesh even a man like unto us then he is born according to the flesh of a woman and is said also to have been subject to the things that belong to man's state and though the word as being god could have made his flesh spring forth at once from the womb unto the measure of the perfect man yet this would have been of the nature of a portent and therefore he gave the habits and laws of human nature power even over his own flesh be not therefore offended considering perchance within thyself how can god increase or how can he who gives grace to angels and to men receive fresh wisdom rather reflect upon the great skill wherewith we are initiated into his mystery for the wise evangelist did not introduce the word in his abstract and incorporeal nature and so say of him that he increased in stature and wisdom and grace but after having shown that he was born in the flesh of a woman and took our likeness he then assigns to him these human attributes and calls him a child and says that he waxed in stature as his body grew little by little in obedience to corporeal laws and so he is said also to have increased in wisdom not as receiving fresh supplies of wisdom for god is perceived by the understanding to be entirely perfect in all things and altogether incapable of being destitute of any attribute suitable to the godhead but because god the word gradually manifested his wisdom proportionably to the age which the body had attained the body then advances in stature and the soul in wisdom for the divine nature is capable of increase in neither one nor the other seeing that the word of god is all perfect and with good reason he connected the increase of wisdom with the growth of the bodily stature because the divine nature revealed its own wisdom in proportion to the measure of the bodily growth two forty two 
and when he was twelve years old they went up to jerusalem according to the custom of the feast after the evangelist had said that jesus advanced in wisdom and grace with god and men he next shows that what he says is true for he carries him to jerusalem in company with the holy virgin upon the summons of the feast and then he says that he remained behind and was afterwards found in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors both asking and answering questions regarding those things as we may feel sure which were spoken of old by the law and that he was wondered at by all for his questions and answers thou seest him advancing in wisdom and grace by reason of his becoming known unto many as being what he was Two forty eight, thy father and i have sought thee sorrowing his mother certainly knew that he was not the child of joseph but she so speaks to avoid the suspicions of the jews and upon her saying that thy father and i have sought thee sorrowing the saviour answers two forty nine did ye not know that i must be at my father's here then first he makes more open mention of him who is truly his father and lays bare his own divinity for when the holy virgin said child why hast thou so done unto us then at once showing himself to transcend the measure of human things and teaching her that she had been made the handmaid of the dispensation in giving birth to the flesh but that he by nature and in truth was god and the son of the father that is in heaven he says did ye not know that i must be at my father's here let the valentinians when they hear that the temple was god's and that christ was now at his own who long before also was so described in the law and represented as in shadows and types feel shame in affirming that neither the maker of the world nor the god of the law nor the god of the temple was the father of christ sermon six three one through six as it is written in the book of the words of isaiah the prophet the blessed isaiah was not ignorant of the scope of john's preachings but of old even long before the time bearing witness of it he called christ lord and god but john he styled his minister and servant and said that he was a lamp advancing before the true light the morning star heralding the sun foreshowing the coming of the day that was about to shed its rays upon us and that he was a voice not a word forerunning jesus as the voice does the word three four prepare ye the ways of the lord make his paths straight john being chosen for the apostleship was also the last of the holy prophets for which reason as the lord was not yet come he says prepare ye the way of the lord and what is the meaning of prepare ye the way of the lord it is put for make ready for the reception of whatever christ may wish to enact withdraw your hearts from the shadow of the law 
cease from the types think no more perversely make the paths of our god straight for every path that leadeth unto good is straight and smooth and easy but the other is crooked that leadeth down to wickedness them that walk therein for of such it is written whose paths are crooked and the tracks of their wheels awry straightforwardness therefore of the mind is as it were a straight path having no crookedness such was the divine psalmist's character who thus sings a crooked heart hath not cleaved unto me and jesus the son of nun in exhorting the people said make straight your hearts unto the god of israel while john cries make straight your ways and this means that the soul must be straight displaying its natural intuition as it was created and it was created beautiful and very straight but when it turns aside and its natural state is perverted this is called vice and the perversion of the soul the matter therefore is not very difficult for if we continue as we are made we shall be virtuous but when some one as it were exclaims against us saying how shall we prepare the way of the lord or how make his path straight for there are many impediments in the way of those that will live well satan who hates all that is beautiful the unholy throng of wicked spirits the law of sin itself that is in our fleshly members and which arms itself against the inclinations of the mind to what is good and many other passions besides that have mastery over the mind of man what then shall we do with so great difficulty pressing upon us the word of prophecy meets these objections saying every valley shall be filled up and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked way shall become straight and the rough ways shall become smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of god three six and all flesh shall see the salvation of god and all flesh did see the salvation of god even of the father for he sent the son to be our saviour and in these words by flesh man generally is to be understood that is the whole human race for thus all flesh shall see the salvation of god no longer israel only but all flesh for the gentleness of the saviour and lord of all is not limited nor did he save one nation merely but rather embraced within his net the whole world and has illuminated all who were in darkness and this is what was celebrated by the psalmist lyre all the nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee o lord while at the same time the remnant of the israelites is saved as the great moses also long ago declared saying rejoice ye nations with his people sermon seven three seven through nine the baptist therefore said to the multitudes that came to be baptized of him generation of vipers who hath warned you to flee from the coming wrath we affirm therefore that the blessed baptist as being full of the holy ghost 
was not ignorant of the daring acts that jewish wickedness would venture against christ for he foreknew that they would both disbelieve in him and wagging their envenomed tongue would pour forth railings and accusations against him accusing him at one time of being born of fornication at another as one who wrought his miracles by the help of beelzebub prince of the devils and again as one that had a devil and was no whit better than a samaritan having this therefore in view he calls even those of them who repent wicked and reproves them because though they had the law speaking unto them the mystery of christ and the predictions of the prophets relating thereunto they nevertheless had become dull of hearing and unready for faith in christ the saviour of all for who hath warned you to flee from the coming wrath was it not the inspired scripture which tells the happiness of those who believe in christ but forewarns those who believe not and are ignorant that they will be condemned to severe and inevitable punishment three eight bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance moreover the fruit of repentance is in the highest degree faith in christ and next to it the evangelic mode of life and in general terms the works of righteousness in contradistinction to sin which the penitent must bring forth as fruits worthy of repentance and he has added begin not to say within yourselves we have abraham for our father for i tell you that god is able of these stones to raise up children unto abraham you see how most skilfully he humbles their foolish pride and shows that their being born of abraham according to the flesh is useless for their profit for of what benefit is nobility of birth if men practise not the like earnest deeds nor imitate the virtue of their ancestors for the saviour says unto them if ye were abraham's children ye would have done the works of abraham the relationship which god requires is one in character and manners so that it is a vain thing to boast of holy and good parents while we fall far short of their virtue but says the jew if this be so in what way is the seed of abraham still to be multiplied and the promise made to him of god hold true of which the terms are that he will multiply his seed as the stars of heaven by the calling of the gentiles o jew for it was said to abraham himself that in isaac shall a seed for thee be called and that i have set thee as a father of many nations but the phrase in isaac means according to promise he is set therefore as a father of many nations by faith that is to say in christ and of these it was that god spake also by the voice of ezekiel and i will take away out of their flesh the heart of stone and will give them a heart of flesh that they may know me that i am the lord and the blessed baptist apparently calls them stones because they as yet knew not him who is by nature god but were in error and in their great folly worshipped the creation instead of the creator 
but they were called and became the sons of abraham and acknowledged by believing in christ him who is by nature god but that he may benefit in a still higher degree those that hear him the blessed baptist brings forward something more but already even the axe is laid at the root of the trees but by the axe in this passage he signifies the sharp wrath which god the father brought upon the jews for their wickedness towards christ and the audacious violence for the wrath was brought upon them like an axe and this the prophet zecharias has explained to us saying the wailing of jerusalem shall be as the wailing of a grove of pomegranate trees cut down in the plain and jeremiah also addressing her said the lord called thy name a beautiful olive tree very leafy to behold at the sound of its felling a fire was kindled upon it great was the lamentation over it its branches have been made unserviceable and the lord of hosts that planted thee hath uttered evils against thee and to this thou mayest add also the parable in the gospels about the fig-tree as being therefore a plant unfruitful and no longer of generous kind it was cut down by god he does not however say that the axe was laid into the root but at the root that is near the root for the branches were cut off but the plant was not dug up by its root for the remnant of israel was saved and did not perish utterly end of sermon seven